Welcome back, everybody. This is Rick Pettigrew with another batch of fascinating news stories that appeared on Archaeologica this past week. Send us feedback on the Archaeology Channel Facebook page or post a message on our social networking site, Archaeoseek. A new report on the Cooper's Ferry site in Idaho documents the oldest collection of projectile points found in North America, dating back 15,700 years. Cut marks on the bones of cave bears in Germany are evidence that human ancestors were warming up with bear skins 300,000 years ago. Indigenous people and many others in Australia are shocked at the defacement of some of the oldest rock art in the world. And archaeologists diving on the 1848 wreck of the HMS Erebus in the Canadian Arctic have come up with a trove of priceless relics to help tell the story of that famous ill-fated expedition. Thanks to everyone for supporting our subscription platform, Heritage Broadcasting Service, available at heritagetac.org. We now have hundreds of titles you can binge upon on Roku. Please help us spread the word. Again, that link is heritagetac.org. Our tour program, TAC Tours, will continue this year beginning in March with a tour to Malta and its amazing prehistoric temples, which are one of the world's greatest archaeological mysteries. The link to our tour program is at archaeologychannel.org tours. And now here's Laura Kennedy with the audio news from Archaeologica. We hope you find this to be a valuable part of your day. Welcome to the audio news from Archaeologica. I'm Laura Kennedy, and these are the headlines in archaeological and historical news for the week of December 25th through December 31st, 2022. Our first story this week comes from western Idaho, where a site along the Salmon River has yielded projectile points that are more than 2,000 years older than previous examples found here, and up to 3,000 years older than the Clovis points found across North America. Carbon-14 dating indicates that the 13 projectile points were created some 15,700 years ago, helping to further define how early humans made and used stone weapons. Measuring about a half inch to two inches long, the slender, razor-sharp points include both complete and broken examples, showing a stemmed end and a symmetrical beveled shape. Probably mounted on darts rather than arrows or spears, they were small but deadly weapons. According to Lauren Davis, an anthropology professor at Oregon State University who led the dig, this is just the latest significant discovery here, where Davis and his team have found and mapped over 65,000 items, including a 14,200-year-old fire pit and a food processing area holding the remains of an extinct horse. Previously, Davis and other researchers working the Cooper's Ferry site had reported finding simple flakes and pieces of bone that indicated human presence about 16,000 years ago. As stated by a press release from Oregon State University, the discovery provides new insights into how the first Americans expressed complex thoughts using technology of the time. People shared their technological knowledge and ideas, which means the tool skills spread through social networks. Mapping and comparing tool types is a way to infer the spatial extent of these vanished people's social networks. That sharing could go well beyond the Americas. According to Davis, the points are similar to projectile points dating from 16,000 to 20,000 years ago found in Hokkaido, Japan. This could indicate that Ice Age peoples of Northeast Asia and North America shared genetic and cultural connections. 
The Cooper's Ferry site is on traditional Nez Perce land, now held in public ownership by the Federal Bureau of Land Management. The Oregon State University team works closely with the tribe to provide field opportunities for tribal youth and communicate findings. Davis has been studying the Cooper's Ferry site since the 1990s, when he was an archaeologist with the BLM. The projectile points were uncovered over multiple summers between 2012 and 2017, with work supported by a funding partnership held between OSU and the BLM. All excavation work has been completed and the site is now covered. The BLM installed interpretive panels and a kiosk at the site to describe the work. The findings were published December 26, 2022 in the journal Science Advances. Our next story comes from Germany, where cut marks on the foot and toe bones of a cave bear indicate a more delicate, careful skinning process than the technique related to obtaining meat. The bear's metatarsal and phalanx, discovered at the lower Paleolithic site of Schöningen in Lower Saxony, show one of the oldest examples of this technique in the world. According to University of Tübingen researcher Ivo Verheyen, we can attribute such fine and precise cut marks to the careful stripping of the skin, since bare feet don't have any usable meat on them for eating. The careful detachment can only indicate removal of the bear's skin. As reported by the science news site phys.org, bear coats are superbly designed for hibernation. With a combination of long, airy outer hairs for protection and short, dense hairs for insulation, to be used by humans, bear skins must be removed shortly after the animal's death, otherwise the hair is lost and the skin becomes unusable. According to Verheyen, the world's oldest spears were also discovered in Schöningen, showing that hunting has very early origins here. Human use of bear skins could well be a key adaptation of early peoples to harsh northern climates as early as 300,000 years ago. Verheyen was part of an archaeological team from the university and the Senckenberg Center for Human Evolution and Paleoenvironment in Tübingen, who reported on the find, along with a colleague from Leiden University in the Journal of Human Evolution. Next we go to southern Australia, where vandals have damaged ancient Nullarbor Plain rock art in Kunalda Cave beyond recovery. Dating to 30,000 years ago, the art represented some of the earliest known examples of First Peoples rock art. The works were carved into soft limestone and are now covered over with graffiti that was scrawled deeply into the stone and the art. As reported by Smithsonian Magazine, the Aboriginal Murning people, who owned the sacred site, had been in talks with the Australian government over needed changes to the site's maintenance. The Murning had asked for increased security against vandalism, as well as better access for the tribe to the caves. Currently, the tribe needs to request a key from the local environmental department to access the site, making it difficult for tribal members to visit and for the Murning to protect the site. Trespassers have been entering the caves for years and carving their names into the soft limestone rock with their fingers. According to Karen Walsh, an archaeologist of ancient Aboriginal sites, the graffiti can't be removed without destroying the art underneath. Placed on Australia's National Heritage List in 2014, Kunalda Cave played a key role in human history. Before the cave was discovered, it had been widely believed that humans first arrived on the continent some 8,700 years ago. 
However, archaeologists discovered that the drawings in the cave date back at least 30,000 years. According to the Australian National Heritage Places Registry, the findings transformed the scientific community and public's understanding of Australian and world prehistory. For the Aboriginal Murning people, Kunalda Cave is their primary sacred place, and visiting the Nilarbor Plain Art has long been part of a ritual for communing with ancestors. According to Elder Uncle Bunalori, the destruction must have been planned, as the site is miles from civilization, and the drawings are deep in the tunnels of dark caves. The vandals forced their way through barbed wire fencing and a steel gate to access the tunnels to the art. Australian authorities are searching for the vandals, who could face up to a $10,000 fine or up to six months in prison. Our final story plunges us into an icy seabed off the coast of northern Canada, where intensive underwater archaeology has recovered 275 artifacts from the very well-preserved wreck of the famed ship HMS Erebus. During 11 days and 56 dives, the new expedition recovered artifacts from the Erebus, abandoned by its crew during Sir John Franklin's ill-fated Arctic expedition in 1848. The wooden vessel's resting site was discovered in 2014, but this is the most focused research effort since. As reported by the Rock Hill, South Carolina Herald, the dives, carried out last September, have yielded the most extensive understanding yet of the ship and life aboard her. Key targets were the steward's pantry and the second and third lieutenant's cabins. The pantry still held a large store of tableware, including platters, dishes, and stoneware plates. For many, the most striking discovery was a book with a leather cover, beautifully embossed, and the pages still well-preserved inside. A feather quill pen was tucked inside the cover, like a journal that had been written in the night before. The vanished HMS Erebus and its crew gained fame during the Victorian era, and numerous searches for the two ships comprised the vanished expedition. Recent studies on remains of the crew found on nearby islands found they had died while traveling on foot over the ice in hopes of rescue after the ships became trapped in the Arctic ice. The artifacts recovered from the new dive are jointly owned by the Canadian government and the Inuit Heritage Trust. According to David Woodman, a researcher involved in finding the ship, Inuit oral history was a crucial element in finally discovering the wreck. That wraps up the news for this week. For more stories and daily news updates, visit Archaeologica on the World Wide Web at archaeologica.org, where all the news is history. Also, be sure to check out our new subscription platform, Heritage Broadcasting Service, at heritagetac.org. I'm Laura Kennedy, and I'll see you next week. This has been the audio news from Archaeologica, presented by the Archaeology Channel. Be sure to check back with us next week for our next edition. You can spread the word about the audio news by clicking on the Share This link on our audio news webpage, or just by telling your friends. Thanks very much for stopping by. Thank you.